Hello. Hi. This is Melissa. And this is Kat. Yet again, I am ill. I had like the flu or something. I actually got the opportunity to go on a business trip for my new job already. So that's why we're recording um, this episode one week late. But I made a lot of money. So that's all that matters. Woo. <laughs> um, we are recording this at midnight. Mm-hmm. We're going to Mickey's Not So Scary. <laughs> Mickey's Not So Scary Christmas Party. <laughs> That's what it should be called. <laughs> We're going to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party tomorrow. No, I do not want to go. It is for my mother's 60th birthday. Whereas I'm so fucking jazzed. I'm just going to eat a lot of cookies and try not to cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we'll get to see the toy soldiers from Babes in Toyland. I get to see Clarabelle Cow. Sing about texting. Sing about texting. <laughs> yeah. On God, those cookies are good as hell. Yeah, they are. Okay, great. Okay, great. <laughs> anyway, now that we're all caught up, <laughs> I just wanted to say that in our holes episode, dig it up, boom, boom. Uh, we, I said like the <laughs> Canadian prime minister or whatever ate an onion. Is <laughs> the Australian prime minister. Oh. Whatever. I'm fucking uncultured. At least I knew somebody ate an onion. Kat didn't even know what I was talking about. I didn't about. even know anything about it. Onions are bulbs. <laughs> they're not said, tubers. They're not tubers. <laughs> Whatever the fuck. Oh. And we said something about like the city they lived in or like the metropolis they lived in. And they're literally in like Texas, but it's fine. Were they were they in like Houston or uh, something? Sure. I don't fucking know. Because it was like, how know. do you know they were in Texas? Do they say it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> They have to say it like once, right? Like there's no way it's they say it. It's also just like they're at like, I don't know, the whole like Western theme. I guess. We're just really stupid. They bust him off. I didn't know where they bust him to. <laughs> <laughs> he could have been coming from like They New sent him York. to another state for <laughs> yeah. corrections. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, I don't know. It's Chicago or something. It's could have been. in Texas. I don't know what city. I guess We're that just... makes sense. <laughs> Not very observant. No. Guys, we're tired. Anyway. Yeah. That's all. That's all I got. I, I got nothing. Again, sorry. I'm ill. <laughs> I don't remember if I was ill in our last tragical episode or our tragical Patreon episode, but I've just been real sick recently, probably because I work every day of my life. Yeah, you're working too hard. Tell my fucking boss. <laughs> I'll tell him right now. Okay, give him a call. Let me call him up. Hey, Melissa's boss. She's fucking tired, bro. Sick and tired, literally both. I can do it. I am strong. Starts crying. <laughs> literally. so this time we're here to tell you why one magic christmas is tragical listen (laughs) a bad christmas movie started this podcast babes in toyland Uh uh-huh 
And unfortunately, it's going to end it, too, because we're this never... This is the last episode of Tragical Podcast, because <laughs> this movie was so bad. Yeah, this was the worst movie I've ever seen. Okay, so Melissa literally picked this movie, right? And neither of us had ever seen it. Ironically, my mother was sitting in the living room watching it like four days later, and I happened to watch a couple scenes from it, and I texted Melissa, and I said, by the way, the movie you picked, fucking awful. I can't wait to talk about it. God, it's so bad. Um, I have, I have news. Mm-hmm. From the Internet Movie Database. Mm-hmm. There's nothing interesting about this this film. I'm shocked. In the trivia column. Truly shocked. There's nine trivia things and they're all stupid. Uh-huh. So. Okay, great. There's no, no trivia this week. I want to tell you that I'm shocked, but respectfully, after having watched this movie, I am not shocked. It's literally like one of the actresses is French origins or some shit like that. Oh, Okay. Yeah, so anyway, let's let's um let's fuck it up. Yeah, let's get into it. It's midnight. Let's go. Some guy's in a tree. Okay. Um <laughs> Yeah, why is he just in a tree? The moon starts talking to him. It's not the moon, it's Nicholas, who you're led Saint to Nicholas. believe is Saint Nick. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But he's the moon. Mm-hmm. Why is he the moon? I don't know, but he says he has a very important case for this man in the tree whose name is Gideon. Who's apparently a, an angel who has cases. Every Christmas or? Yeah, once a year. Um, He has a, a Christmas case of a woman who never says Merry Christmas. And then the moon slash Nicholas slash Santa Claus says he's going to find her in a town called Medford in a shopping mall. Gideon does not seem excited about his case at all. Seems kind of annoyed. I'm going to um, say that if I saw Gideon on the street, I would cross the street. He's a little spooky. A little scary looking yeah. to me. Yeah, he just doesn't seem real pumped about going to help out this lady who has never said Merry Christmas. Yeah, he literally says, I thought you forgot about me. And then he just doesn't seem ex- So do you want to not work or do you want to work? I'm confused. No clue. I don't have the answers for okay, you. Okay, great. So we are at the Medford Mall. There is a family of four, a mom, a dad, and a little boy and a little girl. Um, dad is Jack. Mom is Ginny. Son is Cal. I'd say he's like eight. Yeah, like seven or eight. And then the little girl is Abigail. And she is like six or seven or some shit. I'd say she's younger than that. I think she said she was turning seven, didn't she? Okay. Anyway. I'll take your word for it. It doesn't matter. She's a child. Yeah. She's little. She's cute. Mom is threatening violence. She literally says that if Abigail asked to talk to Santa, she's going to smack her or something along those lines. Yeah. Abby's like begging to meet Santa. And mom says it's $4.50 to meet that fake mall Santa. Do you pay to meet the mall Santa? No. Okay. Right. We never paid to meet the. You just. No. You could pay for the photo. Yeah. But to just go sit on some stranger's lap, that's free. That's weird. Um, <laughs> and so, and then she makes the comment of, that's like a half a day's work for me. $4.50. So you make it nine bucks a day, honey? That, I hate that. That can't be real. Even in 1980, whatever, nine when this movie came yeah, out or whatever. 85. And then the mom almost tells the little girl that Santa's not real. Well, you ruined that for me, so. <laughs> I think. I think you were old enough. I was like five, but okay. Ruined Christmas, which means I had like just turned five, which means I was like basically four when you told me that Santa wasn't real. You weren't five. You were older than that. You were definitely older than that. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) Also, dad doesn't have a job. 
He, he got, got fired. fired. <laughs> he worked for like a broadcasting company, I remember, or something like that. I don't remember. The company is making them move out of the house that they live in because it's like a company owned home. What kind of fucking setup is that? I don't know. And they're making them move like less than a week after Christmas. Yeah, they have to be out by the 1st, so January 1st. Yeah. Okay, what? <laughs> Incredible. What kind of weird job buys you a house? Doesn't make any fucking sense. No. Anyway, so back at the house, uh, dad is in the fucking basement working on bikes instead of helping the mom pack up the house. That they have 10 days to move <laughs> out of. They have so much shit. Yeah, and nothing is packed. It was giving me anxiety. Yeah. That's what dad's doing. He's like a bike dream. He wants to open a bike store. A bike dream. Dad's got bike dreams. Don't we all? So then there's a bunch of kids playing street hockey and the little girl and the little boy are sitting on the back of a car with their next door neighbor. Her name is Molly. Apparently she's poor. They keep talking mm -hmm. about how poor Molly is. Mm -hmm. and yeah molly's like i want a bike for christmas and then cal and abigail are like damn that sucks that she's poor and she's not gonna get that well also earlier the mom literally said that like molly's family wasn't gonna get anything from santa because they're so poor and then abby looks at this little girl's like what are you getting from santa your mom just fucking told you she wasn't getting anything why don't you rub it in her face but also like that's not how santa works stop spoiling christmas for your children well the mom is being a bitch i hate her anyway um so the kids the neighborhood kids are all playing street hockey and gideon is walking down the side of the sidewalk side of the sidewalk <laughs> walking <laughs> down the sidewalk it's midnight i'm tired <laughs> gideon's walking down the sidewalk and he talks to the the little kids but he's so he's like hey, hey. little kids yeah like he's like he's creepy yeah and then cal's like who are you mister and he just goes a friend i'm a friend you're, you're a pedophile danger. yeah you're a Stranger pedophile danger. Um, jail prison so he tells Gideon tells the kids playing hockey to be careful because of the little kids and they tell him to fuck off pretty much. And then they hit the hockey puck and it almost hits Molly, Abby and Cal. And then Gideon like sends it flying the other direction. So then it hits somebody's like window of their house and breaks it. Like, I understand you saved the children and that's so nice of you. But like it's three days before Christmas and you just broke some family's window. I feel like there was a different way to have done that. Like send it into a tree or something. I don't understand why you had to break somebody's window. Yeah, it was really disrespectful, honestly. Yeah. So now this is where this movie gets just really fucking weird. And like also they're taking like way too long to get to the point, which mm -hmm. there's no point really to not to spoil it, but a bunch of weird shit happens and then it goes off the fucking rails. Yeah, fully off the rails. Fully off the rails and then it ends in the worst possible way. Like, I'm just gonna spoil it for you now. Because <laughs> just don't, don't expect literally anything from this. This is not one Christmas wish or whatever. I already forget what it's called. Is that right? One, ma one magic Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not a magic Christmas. This is a tragic Christmas. Mm -hmm. This is one tragic Christmas. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, so I'm just going to go through a couple things here. The boss of Jack, the dad, comes over and shows the new family that's moving into the house, the house, while they're still living there. So that's really awkward and inappropriate. But like also didn't give them warning. Like it's a normal thing when you're selling a house to like show the house, but you tell yeah, the family still the living house. there. They don't own it. The company owns yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. But like doesn't it, make sense. But you're showing the house to like the next tenants. You should still tell the family currently living there, hey, just so usually like they have the family yeah. leave. 
the the new family comes in and they're like judging all of their design choice or whatever the fucking mom who's like dusty as hell is like um can we paint the kitchen because who would fucking paint a kitchen yellow and Ginny is like i painted the kitchen yellow it's like real awkward <laughs> and then <laughs> that that happens yeah it does happen and then we cut to Ginny, the mom. She's taking a shower. She's, um, respectfully, she's having a full concert in the shower. Yeah, she's dancing in the shower. And I'm like, Bessie, you would slip and fall and die for sure. Yeah, Melissa kept looking at me and be like, is she going to slip and die? Yeah, I was like, does the mom <laughs> slip and die? Like, is she going to pass away? Respectfully, I wish she would have. Because you can't just be flipping your legs all in the shower like that. I slip in the shower all the time just standing there. Yeah same anyway she's um you know singing to dancing queen or whatever i don't fucking remember i don't what remember it what it was and then the phone rings and she gets out of the shower to answer the phone because nobody will answer the phone girl let it ring yeah enjoy your me time what what could you possibly be waiting for a phone call for that is that important yeah but when she gets out of the shower she knocks like a washcloth over and washcloth did i say that right mm -hmm. it's late i was gonna call it a rag but okay. yeah it's a washcloth yeah. either it, one it clogs the drain basically mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then the kids come home and they all have to pee abby has to pee so abby goes pee she locks the bathroom door she locks the bathroom door mm -hmm. and then she goes out and then cal's cal's about to piss himself <laughs> i thought homeboy was actually gonna piss himself he was he's a, a great actor, best actor yeah. in this whole movie. <laughs> honestly abby and cal fucking slay everybody mm -hmm. else can choke mm -hmm. um then Cal goes pee and then Molly, who's poor, doesn't own a toilet, I guess, has to come over <laughs> to their house and pee also. So all three kids have gone pee. And then, wow, poor, sweet Molly. Poor, poor Molly. Poor, poor Molly. <laughs> is just trying to take a piss at her neighbor's house. The shower is like filled up the tub yeah. and the water starts going over the side of the tub. Mm -hmm. So then the kids are mopping up the bathroom yep. they're way too young to be mopping up the bathroom mom's at the grocery store though she's working yeah mom's got the only job in the house mm -hmm. and then cow uh mops <laughs> the mop right into the bathroom window and breaks the window yeah mops the mop thriving mops that's what i said the mop um so now mom is working at the grocery store she's making an announcement to the entire store you know about deals and sales and what have you the next man in line is yelling at her that she rang something up twice on his bill and then he's like i'm gonna go shop at another grocery store and Ginny looks at him dead in his face and says, go ahead, go shop at that other grocery store. Never come back. When I worked in retail, I wish I could have said that to so many people. So I'm feeling that. And then the manager's yelling at her that she's taking too long. And the other girl working is like, she did your announcement for you. And that's why her line is long. So shut the fuck up. Next in line is Molly and her mom. She's paying with fucking food stamps. And she's like so awkward and sad about it. And she can't afford like little Debbie cakes. So she takes them off. They're literally like the Christmas tree little Debbie cakes. <laughs> I don't know if those were a thing then, but... <laughs> And Ginny is so kind of rude about it. Like, I know that she doesn't really have money she either. She offers to pay for them. She's like, I don't know what to say. I guess I can loan you or something is how she says it. I think she's just, yeah, is not a great actress. <laughs> okay, well, poor little Molly can't get her fucking little Debbie Christmas tree cakes. I think she was trying to say, like, I don't know what to say. Like, I feel awkward. I can loan you the money. Not like whatever you gotta put something back. <laughs> well, that's what she does, and she puts away the little Debbie cakes. That's really all that happens there. <laughs> Honestly, there's a lot of weird. Okay, the scene changes in this movie are yeah. not good. 
this next part is Kat's favorite part of the movie. Jack, the father, is putting Abigail to bed, and they have like a cute <laughs> little like nighttime routine. He picks her up by her feet and then drags her along the bed, and she grabs the like comforter and pulls it back, and then grabs her sheet and pulls it back. And it was just so cute. <laughs> I was like, is this a thing? Listen, there was multiple times. I don't know if this is a good thing to say or not. My parents would put me in um, pillowcases. <laughs> they never did that to me. No. <laughs> put you in the pillowcase and... And then just swing me around. <laughs> I was never I small enough for that. remember that. No, I, they had to have done it to you, too. You're probably just so little you don't remember it. I want to be swung around in a pillowcase. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they did it to both of us. I don't remember. You were probably really little, but they definitely put us in pillowcases and just swung us <laughs> around. <laughs> I wish you could see the motion that cat is making <laughs> as if a human could just swing a child around in a pillowcase. <laughs> they did. I wish they were awake. Go wake them up right now <laughs> in the middle of the night. I'm sure Do you remember <laughs> swinging I'm sure us we're around? We're going to wake them up with our loud ass scream. <laughs> anyway, Abigail's like, Daddy, are angels real? And the dad, Jack, is like, Yeah, angels are real. Santa's real. Vampires are real. There's also like 12 different kinds of angels. So there's um, guardian angels. There's Christmas <laughs> that angels. Was that was it. But he made it seem like there were so many types of angels. And then he names two. <laughs> which is important remember that yeah there's guardian angels and christmas angels and other angels but they're invisible and that's why that you can't see them because they're invisible yeah jack is like talking to jenny about opening his bike shop his bike dream shop and she's like uh we only have five grand in the bank and I'm like, damn, y'all rich. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's five grand more than I have in my bank account. And he's literally like, I could open up a bike shop with five grand. And I'm like, what the fuck? No, but then he says that he could not use all of it and go to the bank and get a loan. Yeah. And she's like, fuck no. Let him open the fucking bike shop. Yeah. What does it matter? Also, mom got the kids gifts on her lunch break from Toys R Us. Um, she got Cal an Etch-A-Sketch and she got Abby a tea set. And then dad is like, okay, well on Monday we can go get them the rest of their presents, right? And mom is like, no. Honestly, those presents go hard. This like, is it. This I would have loved getting. either of those as a kid. So Yeah, for real. We had an Etch-A-Sketch. I'm sure we also had a tea set, honestly. Yeah. But um, So the kids are sitting on the stairs listening to mom and dad have their little conversation. And Abby is like, well, why did mom buy me a tea set if Santa's getting me a tea set? <laughs> and Cal's like, um, I can't tell you. And then Abby asks if Santa isn't coming because they're poor like Molly. <laughs> Yes. Actually, yes, Abby. Santa hates poor children. Mm -hmm. Everybody mm -hmm. knows that. Anyway, Abby writes a letter to Santa and then she just leaves her house in the middle of the fucking night, you know, as children do in yeah. the 80s. Mm -hmm. And she goes to deliver her letter to Santa in the mailbox, you know, like down the fucking road or whatever. But Gideon is there and he steals it with a magical beam of light out of the, the post box. Yeah, the um, FX in this movie is yeah chef's kiss it's so good you guys and then gideon is like 
I'm an angel. And Abigail's like, dad just told me you can't see angels. He's a Christmas angel, very specifically. Remember, there's 12 types of angels, only named two of them. So Abigail is like, so are you like a dead good person? Because that's what Abigail's dad told her angels were. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, this is when the shit gets really morbid. He's like, I was a cowboy and... Excuse me, cow hand. Oh, I'm so sorry. I wrote cowboy. Different. Um, he was a cow hand <laughs> And on Christmas, he jumped into a lake or a river to save the a snake river. Okay. You don't even know the story. To save a child who was drowning, but then he also couldn't swim. So he saved the kid, but then he drowned and he died on Christmas. Like, why are you traumatizing sweet Abigail on the side of the fucking road? Um, so they made him a Christmas angel. I guess if you die on Christmas with a good deed, then you become a Christmas angel. Any other time of the year, you're some other type of angel, I guess. Yeah. What would he, what would if it was like, I don't know, June 12th or something? He would have been a guardian angel because he guardianed the kid. It's a good thing he died on Christmas. He gets to be a special angel. Love that for him. And the moon talks to him. (laughs) Does the moon talk to you, Kat? I wish it would. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so now Gideon's job is to help one person a year believe in Christmas. And Abby's like, oh my God, you're here to help my mom. Amazing. And Gideon's like, yeah. So um, give this letter to your mom and she has to be the one to put it in the mailbox. And that fixes everything. Which is stupid. That's a stupid plot to this movie. Yeah. And then so this is when Ginny realizes that Abby is no longer in bed and she I don't know why she looks out the window like she assumes that she's outside. I guess Abby just be running outside in the middle of the night all the time. Yeah, I guess. And she watches Abby running across the street in a car hitting her. So then she runs outside and there's a bright flash of light. So then there's a bright flash of light. Mom runs outside and Abby is in fact not hit by the car because Gideon saved her and the car's further down the road and abby runs to her mom not dead amazing the moral of the story like just don't have kids (laughs) in the 80s because they're gonna run outside and get hit by a drunk driver um after talking to a ghost so sorry an angel whatever a christmas angel whatever gideon wants to be so the family goes to great grandpa's house jack's grandfather so ab abigail and cal's great grandfather apparently their only living relative that's alive is their great grandfather their living relative that's alive (laughs) i mean like (laughs) it's so late (laughs) it's just like so weird to me that it's their great grandfather i don't know yeah anyway they're just destroying the planet um Grandpa's folding paper airplanes and callous sending them into the fucking fireplace. Like, fuck global yeah. warming, I guess. This is where it all started. And then great house. grandpa takes them up to the attic. Like, children should not be just crawling up in the Fully. attic, but all right. And then he's like, this is a snow globe. And Abby's like, can I have it? And great grandpa's like, of course. Pretty much it. Oh, no, he gives a Christmas book to Cal fuck that because they both have to have a gift and then he's like these are your christmas gifts and they both look really fucking depressed because they're like we want more than that but (laughs) he's like i wanted a tea set (laughs) well you're getting it bitch (laughs) later that night abigail's trying to sleep in her little room and gideon you know just fucking comes into her bedroom i'm sorry whatever you think this man looks like i can guarantee you're wrong imagine a pedophile yeah that's gideon he looks like a like a grifter pedophile like a weathered old man but uh, but skinny weathered old man when you walk into your child's room in the middle of the night it's the kind of 
strange man you don't want to see in there. I don't think you ever want to see a strange man, but yeah, <laughs> definitely not Gideon's definitely not bitches. <laughs> um, he breaks Abby's snow globe and then he fixes it and he says, see, I can fix things, but I can't fix your mom. Respectfully, sir, then what are you doing here? What is your job? It, it, were you not given this case by Nicholas himself? But truly, like, Ginny sucks. Like... She's the worst mom ever. She's so yeah. fucking cranky. Yeah, it's we'll not get there. even funny. Anyway, Gideon's like, okay, I'm peacing out, but you know where to find me, right? And Abby's like, no. Okay, no. Before he says that, though, he says, don't be afraid of what happens in the next 24 hours. He tells her, don't be scared. Some weird shit's going to go down within the next 24 hours. And again, whatever you think could possibly happen, I can guarantee you are wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. I can literally, absolutely, with 100% certainty, you are incorrect. Also, can you hit up my boy Cal in the next room and let that motherfucker know? No. Because Cal's going to be there too. No, just Abby. Why just Abby? No. What, you say you're going to just traumatize Cal? Uh-huh. Okay. I think Abby is also traumatized. There's no, she need, they're all going to need therapy by the end of this movie. Anyway, Gideon's like, okay, deuces. Um, if you need me, I, you know where to find angels and Abby's fucking sick. So she's like, uh, no. And he's like the top of the tree, duh, stupid. Yeah, I'm the angel at the top of the Christmas tree in the center of town. Everybody knows that. God, uh, Abby, pay attention. So while Gideon is being a creeper in Abby's bedroom, um, mom and dad are downstairs talking and dad says he thinks he can get a small business loan and open up his bike shop and Ginny is like shut the fuck up you need to get a real job we're getting kicked out of our house like you need to be a man and he gets upset and he's like okay well fuck me in my dreams I guess and he storms out of the house mind you it's snowing outside I will not be outside at all in this <laughs> and then Ginny chases him outside and is like trying to apologize. And then she's like, nothing is going right for us. Like we just have a lot going on, you know, with the move and then it's Christmas and we're poor. You don't have a job. And then she says, God isn't real. And then she just starts singing a song about stars. Yeah. I don't know. And then she's like, my dad died and and what was he? He worked at a motel. And what did he live for? What did he die for? And her husband is like, I, I don't know, me, your kids, just life in general. And she's like, no, it all sucks. Okay, bestie. Ginny needs to seek um, a therapist Yes, Because mm -hmm. she's got some things to work through for sure. Yeah, but then so Jack is like, respectfully, um, I came out here to get some air and to think and you're depressing me. So I'm going to continue my walk around the block and you're going to get the fuck away from me um so then she goes to the mailbox to drop some mail in mind you not the letter from abby that she asked mom to send for her yeah she threw that shit in a drawer and like laughed at it she mm -hmm. was like i'm not sending your fucking santa letter mm -hmm. and gideon walks up to Ginny at the mailbox and he's like oh you mailing something to the north pole and she's like i'm too old for that get the fuck away from me <laughs> And he says that he wants her to believe in Christmas and then he just disappears. Yeah. And then all of the lights from all of the houses turn off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All their Christmas lights at every house in their neighborhood. And she's just like weird energy flex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Doesn't, doesn't think anything of it. Yeah. She's just like, oh, okay. All the lights went out. That's us. So interesting. So the next morning it's Christmas Eve 
And mom has to work a double at the grocery store. And if she calls out or doesn't go, she's obviously going to get fired because it's retail during Christmas. <laughs> I think most of us have been there. I always literally would say, you can fire me. I can find another job making $10 an hour or whatever I made. Right. I've never worked a Christmas in my entire life. I've worked a lot of Christmas Eves. Yeah. Christmas Eve is like kind of whatever, but Christmas, you shan't find me at the work. Yeah. So while mom goes to work, um, dad says that he has to get the generator to help light the Christmas tree. And then he has some other errands to run. Mom, Ginny, and I guess their neighbor also works at the grocery store. Like they carpool to work together mm -hmm. or some shit. I think so, yeah. They're at the gas station and they overhear a gentleman trying to sell his car to like the gas station owner. I guess maybe there's like an auto shop. I don't know how gas stations work. Yeah, I don't know. Um, And he's like, I'll give you the car for 50 bucks. And the guy's like, the car's not worth 50 bucks. And then he's like, I'll sell you my camp stove for 60 bucks and the shop owner is like no Hook off, mate. and he's like my kid like i can't buy him christmas presents and the fucking car shop owner is like sorry i can't buy anything from you so then this man proceeds to get into his vehicle that his son is in he drops his son off at the bus stop <laughs> and he says I've got some things to do. I thought he was going to kill himself. I was not sure what was happening. <laughs> I told Melissa because this was one of like the few parts of this movie I glimpsed when my mom was watching. And I said, whatever you think is happening. <laughs> I kept trying to guess. I was like, what? What's going on? Like, I could not figure this movie out because it doesn't make any fucking sense. Mm -hmm. Homeboy, he's going to go rob the bank. Yeah, of course he is. So he dropped his kid off at the bus stop so he could go rob the bank in town. Right. So then we cut to dad Jack mm -hmm. and he's got Cal and Abby in the backseat while he's running errands. He drops off some shit at the fucking center of town tree or whatever, drops the generator off. And then he goes to the bank to take out a loan for his stupid fucking bike shop. Yeah. And there's no parking. So he double parks in front of whose car? The bank robber. Of course. Of course it is. Um, So he goes in and while he goes into the bank, Abby and Cal are just vibing in the car that's how 80s kids roll yeah and abby gets out of the car and starts running across the street to the grocery store where mom works and cal's like get the fuck back here and she's like i do what i want obviously this child abby literally is just all over the place she is chaos <laughs> she she fully just goes where she wants yeah um, so she goes into the grocery store and she sees her mom and she's like, hey, dad got us a Christmas tree for us to decorate tonight. Um, also, he's at the bank and mom is like, that fucker is going to ask for that business loan that I told him that he wasn't allowed to get. So she goes to leave the store with Abby to go back to the bank to yell at her husband. And her asshole manager is like, you can't leave. And she's like, OK. And he goes, you're fired. Okay. And then she leaves. <laughs> and then she goes, she throws Abby back in the car. And then she goes inside. While she is walking over there, the man who is robbing the bank robs the bank. Mom walks in just as the man robbing the bank shoots her husband. Basically, he takes a hostage mm -hmm. and the dad is kind of like trying to be a hero. He's like, hey, there's no need to like take a hostage. It's and then he just fucking eats him right there in the bank. Yeah, Jack gets got. 
I was not ready. No. And then so. What the fuck? The robber man leaves the bank, runs out of the bank, and mom walks over to Jack and she's like, oh my God, he's dead. No, this is, I'm Ginny. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Oh my, he's dead. Yeah, there's not really any emotion going on there. Somebody like runs in the bank and is like, they stole Ginny's car. (laughs) Yeah, they stole the car with her children in it. Yeah, and then she walks out ever so calmly. She's got a little bit of tears on her face. And then she stands, she goes, my kids. He stole my car with my kids. Well, she steals his car. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ginny now is in the robber's car, chasing her car with the robber in it, mm-hmm. with her two kids in the back seat. The guy is like, I'm sorry, I kidnapped you. My name's Harry. What's your names? And they're like, oh, Cal, Abigail, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> um, they're just shooting the shit in the car. Mom's tailing them in the robber's car. That shit breaks down. He couldn't sell it for 50 bucks. Remember, mm-hmm. it's a piece of shit. And then the cops pick up Ginny. They're in a full chase at this point. Okay, but really they're not. Their lights are not on. They're really not speeding after <laughs> they're barely him. Trying. They don't have their sirens on. They're just like casually driving down the street after this guy. This is when Harry proclaims to the children that he's never hurt anybody. You just murdered their father in a fucking bank. Yeah. You just shot him because he was like, whoa, no need to take hostages. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't even need to shoot him at all. Yeah. He wasn't trying to, like, stop him or anything. Nothing. He was just like, blah. Ra-ta-ta-ta. Anyway, so there is a cop blocking the road. They're like, oh, we'll block the bridge. And then the robber can't get away. So what does the robber do? He, hits, he just hits the cop car and then careens off of a bridge into a frozen lake. And then... Ginny runs out of the cop car down the embankment um, and just stares into the water where her children just fucking seemingly drowned. And she seems very like not disturbed at all. She just kind of like, damn, what the hell? Yeah. And then this is another time where there's like a weird cut scene and it shows like a couple random rooms in the house. And then she's just sitting in the bathroom and she cries a little bit. I mean, like, even when you're in shock, like, this wasn't shock. This was just, like, genuine, like, kind of not caring, I feel like. Yeah, she was just, like, she was just, like, staring in the bathroom, like, damn, my kids and my husband are dead. This Mm -hmm. is crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then she's just... She was more, like, bewildered than... Yeah, in shock. Traumatized, shocked, sad, depressed, angry, Angry. upset. None of these emotions were happening. No. So then she just goes and she sits in Abby's room and she's just sitting there then we cut to the snow next to the river and Gideon is just like carrying the kids through the snow because he saved them from the water. I, I told Kat, I said, are they dead? Are they angels? Yeah, now? because I they died on Christmas. following this movie at all. Well, yeah. it was Christmas Eve. Well, but Christmas yeah. Eve. yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. You don't get to be a Christmas angel if you die on Christmas Eve. No. It doesn't fucking work like that. No. Um. So then great grandpa is all of a sudden at um the house and he tells Ginny that the kids were found alive by the police. And so she run she no, she doesn't run. She walks outside of their house, Calmly. casually sits down, hugs her children, and then they go inside with great grandpa and then she just sits there in the sto- snow for a minute. I would never let my kids go. No. I would be hugging them for an hour and a half. I would be sobbing. Yeah. I would she like has no reaction to the fact that not only did her kids die, but now that they are found alive, she, there's nothing. Yeah, she kind of hugs them like they just came back from like summer camp. And then Ginny is telling the kids that their father is dead. 
Um, oh my god she's yeah. like hey sometimes bad things happen your dad's never coming home he's dead um so that happened like she like does not give a fuck it, she doesn't like give them the news like in any kind of normal fashion yeah she's not like trying to ease them into it she straight up looks her children in the face after they were already just traumatized and said your dad is dead and he's never coming back Literally, she's putting Abby to bed and she's like, when you wake up tomorrow, it's going to be Christmas. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck, Jenny? Are you well, my queen? No. Why are you not screaming your fucking head off right now? I would be losing it. She's not okay. No. Jenny needs a little bit more than a little Christmas pep. You know what I mean? She needs therapy. So then... Abby is talking to her brother and she's like, Gideon says he's going to help and I'm going to go look for him. Cal calls her a liar and then Abby runs away. Yeah, because Abby's like, well, Gideon like broke the snow globe and then made the snow globe better. So mm -hmm. maybe Gideon can like unbreak our dead dad. Obviously, that's how life works. That's how that works, right? Mm -hmm. He's an angel. So fuck it up. Yeah. So then Cal tells mom that abby ran away and went to go find gideon at the tree this is like the only time mom shows any kind of initiative and she actually Barely. like yeah she actually runs after abby to the tree but when she gets there abby's gone yeah abby found gideon because he you know he's at, at the top of the tree or whatever and gideon's like do you want to meet santa i like forgot this was a christmas movie almost yeah he, she's like can you bring <laughs> back my dead dad like that's literally how she says it yeah and gideon's like no i can't fix people but santa claus might be able to yeah santa claus is not the grim, the grim reaper. reaper yeah like he's not hades he can't just like bring people back from the dead anyway so they like go into the snow globe kind of i guess yeah he holds a weird ball of light and then they go into the snow globe which is apparently where the north pole is yeah and then mom comes to the town center and can't find Abby. So she just goes home. Yeah. Their like neighborhood friend is like, uh, she's probably at home. We'll just go home. And then they just go. She's fine though. Like Ginny's like, yeah, sounds good. Like not, not worried about her missing fucking six-year-old at all. Fucking wild. So Abby talks to Mrs. Claus and then she gets introduced to Santa. Mm -hmm. Santa's like, yeah, I can't bring your dad back from the dead. And then he's like, but I can show you like my workshop or whatever and i can get i can show you your mom's letters your mom used to write me letters when she was a little girl this is where shit gets even more fucking weird santa's workshop is not run by elves as we are all led to believe no we're all wrong who's it run by melissa it's run by dead people yeah people who died and you know how we find that out abby sees her school's janitor and said <laughs> oh yeah he was our janitor until and then santa's like until he died so guys the north pole is full of dead people actually not elves you're all incorrect i just what because i was making comments too. i was like that lady's wearing a really fancy hat just for me like are those they're like what they died in this movie sucks dick anyway <laughs> um santa he's also the worst santa ever he gets Ginny hank's letters mm -hmm. that she wrote to santa and santa gives them to abby and then santa goes to do his job mm -hmm. his one job that he has every year and then abby goes home she just ends up in cal's room for some reason yeah 
And then, oh, because he's holding the snow globe. So yeah. that's where she goes back. I don't so, fucking know, dude. Anyway, so then Cal's <laughs> like, I'm telling mom you're home. And then he tells mom. She doesn't react again. No, she literally just walks into Cal's room, looks at Cal and says, please go downstairs so I can talk to your sister. Walks Abby to her room and then is like, where were you? I was a little worried. And no reaction to the fact that her daughter was missing for hours i just fully don't understand jenny needs help she's she needs more than a uh, one christmas miracle or whatever um so abby (laughs) says she was at the north pole and mom is like don't fucking lie to me and then abby's like gideon is real um otherwise me and cal would have drowned in the river so there that's my proof and then she goes to bed her mom is tucking her into bed and she's like by the way santa gave me something to give to you it's in my jacket pocket so the mom after tucking abby in goes through her jacket pocket and she finds a letter in her pocket that was written by herself when she was little and i thought it was i don't know why i thought it was going to be something profound like i I thought it was going to be something beautiful like world peace and ending world hunger um no she had a list of like toys like a mr potato head it was a it was roller skates Mm -hmm. a raggedy doll raggedy doll not a raggedy ann doll no raggedy doll a raggedy doll and mr potato head very specifically and a mr potato head i don't know why i thought anything profound would come from this movie but i fully thought that the letter was going to be something like i wish for, yeah. for christmas magic every year or some stupid shit and she like wells up with tears she's it, like, like oh, oh my, my God. christmas letter like bitch oh a hula hoop too forgot oh that one. the hula hoop yeah, yeah yeah i knew there was something else anyway um, yeah so then <laughs> the mom goes to mail abby's letter to santa mind you again doesn't care that her husband is dead does not care that her daughter was just missing for hours doesn't care that she also thought her children were dead um she sees gideon at the mailbox and he says merry christmas and walks away and then she's like good night gideon like you know fully admitting that she knows who she he is and all the christmas lights on the houses that went out before turn back on and melissa looks at me and goes holy shit none of it was none of it was real none of it was real it was all a dream wild and then we see jack walking down the street completing his lap around the block because he was fucking annoyed at her that she's being a dumb bitch this movie traumatized me it didn't traumatize Ginny at all she was unaffected she sucks Mm -hmm. um i'm traumatized correct Okay. Mm-hmm. I watched her husband get shot and her children fall into a fucking river. And then her daughter get kidnapped to go to the fucking North Pole with the worst scene I've ever seen. And then I had to see a bunch of dead people in the North Pole. It wasn't even magical in North Pole. It was like regular ass. Yeah, it was very strange. Boring North Pole. Anyway, this is the most emotion that Ginny shows in this whole movie. Is she runs up to her not dead husband and gives him a hug and is like, oh my God, you're not dead. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, of course I'm not. Like, Yeah, he's like contemplating divorce at this point. He hopefully. literally, he says, you are singing to me like five minutes. That <laughs> yeah. weird song about stars and you said God wasn't real. Yeah. yeah, that happened five minutes ago. And she's literally just like, oh, I love you, Jack. Ginny basically goes to work um and she's like hi i'm not working today it's christmas eve and i'm gonna be with my family and her boss is like great then 
you know what that means. I'll never see you again until Thursday or some uh-huh. dumb shit like that. Yeah. So he doesn't fire her because mm-hmm. she like stands up for herself, whatever. He probably would have really fired her. Yeah, he's a dick. She goes to the gas station and finds Harry, you know, the man who shot her husband and kidnapped her children mm-hmm. um, in another alternate universe. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, can I buy your camp stove from you for 50 bucks? And he's like, what? And she's like, yeah, I just really need a camp stove. So I'll buy it off you for 50 bucks. Harry's a bad man. Yeah. Okay. I know desperate people do desperate things, but still. They don't shoot people and then drive children into a river. Well, he's not going to now because he has 50 bucks to buy what? his kid. Whatever. Ever. Harry's going to do something bad. Not right. <laughs> not, not right bad, now. But it's later. Right. <laughs> he's um, a bad person. Then they bring a bike to poor little Molly and they like put it on her front porch and then run back into the car. But then obviously they see them and they're like, Merry Christmas. Um, So yay, Molly has a bike now. Then they go to the Christmas tree lighting and light the tree. Again, great grandpa is the only living relative they have, I guess. And he's <laughs> he's just there he's vibing. There. Um, they spend Christmas night at great grandpa's house and mom writes a check to Jack. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. For $5,000. What? They share a bank account. Whose bank is it going to? I, I think it was more of like a, here's a check, do your thing. I don't think it was like actually, well, whatever. it was like legit. The kids, they're just in the fucking attic. They're sleeping in the attic. Waiting to hear and see Santa Claus, I guess. Aren't attics full of like, whatever, insulation? I don't um, know how things work in the North. Yeah, okay, I'm I sorry. don't know. Yeah, ours is just full of, well, ours only half is um <laughs> that's a story for another day anyway mom goes downstairs and sees santa he tells her merry christmas and this is the first time in the whole movie that she says merry christmas back and then gideon is is back in a tree outside and that's the end of the movie thank god that's it fuck gideon Jenny, mm-hmm. seek help queen yeah she did not react normal to anything a single thing Ginny is dead inside. Mm-hmm. There's no light in there anymore. There wasn't any light after whatever Gideon tried to teach her a lesson or whatever. Mm-hmm. She just fully sucks. Yeah. Um, I fucking hate her. This movie sucks. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. Would you like to go first? You know, I will go first, Kat. Lay it, um, lay it on me. I just gave it a solid zero out of ten. Mm-hmm. My first zero out of ten ever. Wow. Not nothing good to say. Mm-mm. I truly have nothing. No, no, nothing. Mm-hmm. I'd rather watch. I'd rather watch Brave Little Toaster. I'd rather watch Bolt. I'd rather watch Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. I'd mm-hmm. rather watch The Country Fucking Bears. Total dud. Never ever want to watch that again. It did not give Christmas vibes at all did not get a single christmas vibe from the whole movie zero out of ten it's my number 75 fuck you jenny i too gave it a zero out of ten it is also at my number 75 (laughs) underneath brave little toaster yeah it's it's not good everything about it it just gives me the ick this movie fully gives me the ick yeah it's i i don't like it i hate it I fully hate it. Great. Amazing. I'm sorry I picked it. We had to watch it at some point. Happy holidays. Are you ready to guess our next movie? Yes. It's not a Christmas one because it's coming out after the day after Christmas. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Um, neither of us have seen this movie. Oh God. It is relatively new. As in twenty twenty one new. Oh my god. Soul? No. Oh. I almost did that one. 
there was like four movies that I was really waffling between that were like, cause we haven't done a new, like a new movie in a hot minute. All of the ones we've done recently have been like early two thousands or nine or nineties. What movies have come out? Any, anything I say fart. beyond this, will give it away. But my next hint is there's a mythical being that is like a main character Beyond that, I don't know anything about this movie. Oh, is it um Raya? Is that what it is? Yeah, Raya and the Last Dragon. Raya and the Last Dragon. I have heard such good things about this movie. I just, listen, respectfully, 2021, any movie that came out that year, I don't think I've seen. Because I, I just didn't. I didn't watch any movies last well, I'm year. I'm excited. I love I know, when we too. do movie, movies we haven't seen that aren't shitty Christmas movies. It was between <laughs> this, Soul, Luca, and Turning Red. I, like <laughs> I was really trying to pick I haven't between seen any four. of those. I know. I've only seen Turning Red. Yeah. I haven't seen any of those. Oh, I've so. seen Luca. Luca is very cute. So you've seen all the things you just no, said. No, I haven't seen Soul <laughs> or Ryan the Last Dragon. I wanted to pick one that neither oh, one of man. us had seen. Oh, I'm excited. That's awesome. Me too. Yay. Uh, anyways, we do have a Patreon. The last movie we did on Patreon, it's called Plan 9 from Outer Space. Honestly, it's the greatest movie I've ever seen. It's the best worst movie. It's what this could have been no this was i think somebody <laughs> was actually trying to make a good movie here um and they failed miserably um we do this over there on the patreon but we do non-disney movies mm-hmm. we also have fun little videos and and you know just fun things fun things over there on the patreon just a little bit extra for you there's three different tiers so you know whatever you know how to read you can go on there and read it you got options (laughs) linked in the show notes (laughs) on our website yeah tragicalpodcast.com um yeah season's greetings happy holidays and a happy new year sorry we were a week late yeah, listen, y'all, we've just really had a lot going on. Yeah, also my mom's birthday and then Kat's birthday. I feel like we almost did the same thing last year. I feel like we were like a couple days late mm-hmm. coming out with our episode in December. Wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I'm 30 now. I guess I could have said that. Woo-wee! I'm officially out of my 20s, guys. That's how hooray. do you feel? Um, no, Honestly, not any different than I did. Great. I got tattoos for my birthday. There you go. I have no idea what I'm doing for my birthday. It's in four days and Mm -hmm. I have not a clue what I'm going to do. Thanks for listening, guys. We love you. Love you so much. Bye. Bye. I can't wait to go to sleep. Bye. Bye. These opinions are our own and are no way associated with the film or the film's production company. The Tragical Podcast cover art is created by Johnny the Alchemist. The Tragical Intro was produced by Ja Reezy. Links to our social media and Patreon can be found on our website, located in the show notes. Thanks for listening to Tragical. Tragical.